Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Hi, Dan. Hey, Keith. A lot going on this week. Yeah. Shit's going down. We got a guest this week. Yeah, we do. Haven't had a guest in a really friend, long time. Friend of the show, come back again. That's right. The best interviews with Owen Edgerton. He's amazing. Yeah. We uh the the <laughs> I've already decided the name of this episode is Big Dick Bagel. <laughs> For reasons I'm Yeah. You listen to the episode will, will, will thing. become obvious sure. later. <laughs> Alright, let's just hop in. Let's hop in the mailbag. <laughs> mailbag time. There's no mail. Of course no not. one ever sends us mail. <laughs> Maybe I should have picked a different mail address. Five by five, the numbers, not the letters. <laughs> All right, well, you want to hear the reviews? Yes. We got a review! Hey! We got a really nice one, too. This is from Walker. It's W-A-L-K-A-E-R. Walker. All right. On Thursday, five stars. Hell yeah. He says, a movie talk show for the rest of us. <clears throat> he says... I can't get enough of listening to Keith and Dan. Yay. God damn right. <laughs> They're engaging and often ribald, which I just <laughs> looked up, conversations about new blockbusters, current events, and old comics hit me right in the amygdala. Yeah. I don't get out to see a lot of movies, keep abreast of much news, or read many comics, so I'd like to. So listening to these two lovable goofballs on my morning <laughs> and evening commutes really helps me when trying to keep up with my nerdy peers who do make time for movies, news, and comics. Oh, that's delightful. Let me tell you something. Walker, whoever the fuck you are, I want you on this podcast because your vocabulary <laughs> is incredible. You well, said the words abreast, <laughs> ribald, an amygdala in a podcast <laughs> review and I think I'm sexually attracted to you <laughs> I don't know who you are but I got a, I got a half mast for that yeah that we got, really we got smart listeners yeah or at least one yeah we got at least one <laughs> smart listener well I, I'm gonna go for two because Owen Edgerton uh-huh Listens to the show, and hey. I didn't think he actually listened. Hey, Owen. And, and I know that he listens because he referenced Brian. <laughs> so let's check in with Brian. Oh, it's time to check in with Brian. After the last episode, Brian tweets another fun show. Yeah, Oakland girl backed out of <laughs> backed out on getting beers, so she's out. Oh. I asked girl one to a show tomorrow night, but she said no. Uh-huh. Third time she's turned me down, so she's dead now, right, fellas? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to turn state's witness, Brian. Likely <laughs> seeing... Six, nine, this <laughs> right? Shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Likely seeing girl two this weekend, so uh, Brian's pipelining days are, are maybe coming to an end. Uh, it's, I guess that's, you know, that's why you play the field. Yeah, it's a numbers <laughs> game, Brian. Yeah. Get out there. Like, all I can hope for in life is that Brian finds a nice girl, yeah. settles down, and we get invited to the wedding. Yes. We'll fly to California. Oh, my God. It'd be great. Yeah, maybe, I mean, I'll, I'll, Brian's got a lot of time to listen to podcasts, so we might even be, like, groomsman material at this point. Hell, yeah. We don't know. We don't know what hit Brian's life. <laughs> Brian, if you get married to a girl, can we be groomsmen? Let us know. We just in. <laughs> Keep us updated. Please. Every week, Brian, I need it. Uh, Box Office Mojo. Let's do the top five. Top five. Dan, what do you suppose the number one movie that came out this weekend was? Oh, what came out this weekend? I'll give you a hint. There's a lamp that smashes an eye at the beginning of the movie. A little lamp bounces out. Uh, the Onward came out. The That's Onward right. Came out. There I'm usually so on top of Pixar releases, but uh, South yep. by Southwest is coming up, and my brain no, is no, it's not. 
screwed. Well, my, my <laughs> South by well, we're still gonna get happening. to that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> so number one, onward with a very disappointing mm. release. Uh, Box Office Mojo says opening weekend thirty nine point one million. There's only yeah, one pretty, pretty low for a Pixar movie. There's only one other Pixar movie that's ever made that uh, few mu- mu- that little money. Is it either The Good Dinosaur or Cars Two? You are correct. That is The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Widely regarded as Pixar's only flop. Yup. So Onward made thirty nine point one million dollars. Guess how much The Good Dinosaur made? Uh, forty. million. Oh, wow. They are matched. Oof. Coming in number two, $15.1 million, The Invisible Man, which I enjoyed the fuck out of, and I went to go see because Owen told me to go see it. Uh, Also, during the interview, I found out that it only cost $7 million to make that movie. Oh, so now they're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now if it makes the same numbers as a The Mummy, it's actually a hit instead of a massive flop. Right. Because yeah. just in one weekend, it's already doubled its money. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You don't even have to be number one. Double your money. So it's doing... Uh, Good. Yeah. Follow but, follow the Blumhouse sure. you know, track. I mean, the Universal Monsters are if horror Blumhouse movies. Blumhouse is out there like, listening, I'll suck your dick for a part in a movie. Saying. Right. Uh, number three, coming in the way back, the Harrison Ford... No, that's not the Harrison... That's the Ben Affleck <laughs> basketball coach movie with $8.2 million. Oh, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. That was a thing. Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> hanging in there, seven point seven million, and Call of the Wild, which is the Harrison Ford dog movie, there six point eight million. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, I can't blame Onward for a lot because of mm-hmm. Corona. It's probably fucking them yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. When they're when they're pushing blockbuster movies back six or seven months just to avoid coming out in theaters, like that's yeah. Maybe there's there's a reason for that, and you're seeing it with some of the mo- sure. uh, movies that are coming out right now. But wait, uh, Invisible Man to date has made fifty four million dollars, uh, just right. domestic on a seven million dollar budget. So yeah, fuck, crank yeah. them out, crank them out, dude. Yeah, great. Uh, I, uh, so Onward also suffering from the fact that it is banned in at least four Middle Eastern countries. Oh, it is banned in Kuwait, Qatar, Oman, and Saudi Arabia. Is it because of all the fairy tale like? Nope. What? Nope. There is, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but it's really not. It's a throwaway line of dialogue. Oh, okay. But if you want to be completely spoiler free, go ahead and click the thirty seconds forward twice at least. All right. There, going now. There <laughs> is a line where we find out one of the characters, who is a cyclops, has a, a female has a girlfriend. Oh. So she's oh. alive. That's it. That's it. Super scandalous. There's a lesbian in the movie. Boo. So anyway, there's your spoiler. But uh, because of that, they've taken it out of a few countries, and United Arab Uh, Emirates might be next. Also found out that uh, United Arab Emirates uh, edited out the lesbian kiss in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that happening. Fucking crazy. stupid. So Onward is suffering from a lot of shit. Mm. In some countries, there's a little bit of a scandal, which should not be. Hashi, shut up! Uh, might be <laughs> do, a kind do of we know uh, was it released in China? I have no idea if it's released in China. Yeah, but because everyone's like saying it's like the good dinosaur in China right now, I'm I'm assuming that it was. Yeah, that's my assumption. Oof. Uh, so yeah, they're coming from that. Uh, coronavirus fucking everything over. Uh, including yeah. 
South by Southwest being canceled. Yep. We didn't talk. That just happened, right? We didn't talk yeah, about it last no, week. Yeah, no, that okay. happened like, uh, what, like two so days ago if, officially. If you don't know what South by Southwest is, if you're not in America, um, yep. then it is a... Or in the <laughs> Austin, Texas <laughs> media bubble. Right. No, I think a lot of people know what South by is in the country. Yeah. But, uh, it's a giant festival that uh, it started off as a music festival for local bands, quickly ballooned mm-hmm. into a big corporate fuck fest. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga playing and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it used to be, um, yeah, well, it was like a week long and it was just music and it was all supposed to be for like yeah. lo- local artists just so over the tons course of free of shows come see local bands four years it has turned into this yep. bloated carcass um i should stop talking shit i'm gonna get in trouble um it <laughs> is a very idea, there's like a budweiser stage and a doritos stage right. and uh, <laughs> yeah uh, and you were here the time that the celebrity i was most excited to meet during south by was captain crunch you were there yes for which was we it. met him. Yes, it was great. A guy in a Captain Crunch costume. T-shirt. Yep. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, like, I'll say this: it is great for the city. It brings in a little over three hundred million dollars in revenue. Yeah, um, it but is a boon to the local economy. A uh, close personal friend, Mayor Steve Adler, got on the other day, got on and said, uh, "You know, we're because the health department is." suggesting like strongly suggesting and advising that we do it during the festival yeah. we're gonna do it and immediately people started with the fuck steve adler things which i'm like dude <laughs> like he doesn't want to cancel south yeah. by yeah it he doesn't want to be responsible of losing hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, like, like <laughs> i think steve, like, it's kind of heroic because to yeah. cancel it means he's putting his job in jeopardy. A lot of people are yeah. going to be angry. Yeah, putting his job in jeopardy, putting people's money in jeopardy, and all because he wants people in town not to be sick and yeah, he die. doesn't want them to die. <laughs> yeah. It could be a it could be a big thing. So, <laughs> yeah, people say fuck uh, Steve Adler. First of all, fuck you. We understand. <laughs> so South by immediate so uh, South by immediately laid off a third of its workforce. Yep, which is sad. Many businesses in town are going under. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people that you know bank on having this money to support them throughout the year aren't yep. getting it. But again, South by is ingrained in the identity of Austin, Texas. Yeah, it is not a decision they made without you know extreme personal turmoil. Yeah, and also, it's not going away forever. It's this yeah, year it's because of this very year. specific thing. Uh, I just read this very second. By the way, Coachella <laughs> is postponed. Okay, there they, you go. Yeah, might, it's not yeah. the only one. Right, which I think is going to take some of the heat off of South by. Yeah, you know that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not even. They don't even have a rain date yet. They're just saying it's postponed for now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, back off. Uh, Steve Adler one time pronounced uh, a day in Austin Keith Ruckus Day. Yes, he did. Uh, and back I have a mayoral wall. proclamation. <laughs> yeah. So don't you ever say an unkind fucking <laughs> word about Steve Adler. I will hunt you the fuck down. <laughs> I love that man, <laughs> uh, but it's it's sad and it sucks. And, uh, yeah. Now, Dan, you're a sound guy in town. It does not necessarily affect you, yes, because the venue you work at is not an official venue. Correct. The my venue is uh, not downtown. It's it's just enough north of uh, of downtown that it wouldn't be considered for like official showcases. It'd be a little t- too remote to the main things that sure. are going on. Even though it's kind of all over town, it's still far enough away um so that we do uh what everybody in town calls unofficial south by right uh which is kind of what south by was originally so we get lots of bands local bands uh bands that are coming in from all over the country sometimes all over the world although since 
he who should not be named is in office, visas right. have become a problem, and we've been having less bans from around the world. Sure. Um, uh, which is stupid and annoying, but it's a thing. Um, but we got a lot of bands coming from all around the country to come in, some of which you can't announce publicly because maybe they are an official South By Act. Right, and not anymore. Yeah. So kind of kind of looking forward to, you know, seeing if uh, some bands are going to make some un- unofficial announcements since they're no longer really, uh, contractually obligated sure. to not do that. Now, the city is not cracking down on these shows. Their official stance is right now they are not allowing any gathering of 2,500 people or more. Correct. Yeah, that so came out venues, like a day or two after the yeah, official announcement. So venues that are our size that we work in are not very Yeah, much I'm affected. like a 350 cap room, yeah. standing room. Mine's about 250, the venue I book, uh, but I wasn't affected at all because I don't book anything for South By. I'm <laughs> yeah. too far away from them to for them to want to use me as a music venue, so I just got yeah. my own. Yeah, you're more overflow for the film stuff that's hap- that would right. have been happening. Now, every year I tend to promote, <laughs> like, hey, if you want a place to park, Mm-hmm. If you want to come see something where no one's going to be from California, come to my venue. <laughs> and there have been every no year. No offense, I'm, Brian. We still want to come to your wedding. No, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and then at least once a year, I've had an event that says no badges allowed. Yeah. That's, uh, we say, like if you locals come, only. Yeah. If you come in here with a badge, you must take it off and check it uh, <laughs> is what I've done, uh, which is That's funny fun. when something's <laughs> happening, but now sounds mean when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. That's a big deal. Uh, second piece of news, which I didn't think was a big deal when I read it, but the more I think about it, the more it kind of might be. Uh, Peter Rabbit 2, the movie, is mm. postponed, uh, which oh, makes yeah. it the second movie after No Time to Die. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's more of a big deal in the UK because it stars Margot Robbie, Daisy Ridley, James Corden. But mm. it's like those childhood stories are like a really big staple in the UK. Yeah. And it's one of the bigger markets. And it beat Coco in the UK. Oh, wow. So for Peter Rabbit to beat a Pixar movie is a really, especially that Pixar yeah. movie, is a really big deal. Yeah. It was originally wow. going to come out on the 27th in the UK and uh, April 3rd here in the United States. And now that the whole thing's pushed to August 7th, which is kind of weird because it, it, although it is not Easter themed, it is rabbits. Yeah, and they cash in on that, so now they're not going to come around on Easter. Mm. Uh, number one, fail, uh, the first Peter Rabbit made three hundred and fifty-one million, fifty-six Ooh. of which was in the UK, beating Coco with by like a pretty big margin. Yeah, so I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, but it's I mean, the second push yeah, it's more than Onward made this weekend, right? Yeah, so it, and just in the UK, sure, and which is you know the size of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, I think this is the beginning of a trend. I think we're seeing the tip. I think everyone's playing wait and see. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yeah. I yeah, think, I'm, I'm thinking everybody's looking at these numbers for Onward, and we're going to see more oh, getting pushed 100%. back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The, this is the virus that's taken down a, a Pixar film. Yeah. We're definitely going to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to even more ridiculous news. Vin <laughs> Diesel thinks that Bloodshot is so good it could lead to a valiant cinematic universe. They were trying. That was the original concept. Sure. And then what is it? One of them was at a Exo Man of War, maybe. Yep. That they had planned, like went to a different studio. So, so it's already they had like three they, titles, and one of them was already broken up. Sony, <laughs> yeah. And it didn't fail. So they ended up selling the rights to Harbinger, 
which was going to be the first crossover with Bloodshot. And oh, Harbinger. Okay. Yeah, but s- sold a bunch of them to Paramount. Mm. So now Sony keeps Bloodshot and Bloodshot-related characters, but everyone else uh, belongs to Paramount. Uh, and we know how good Sony is about working with people for crossovers. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, they're, they're pretty much the only ones who have done it in the modern era. Sure. But uh, it's just so funny because he, you know, he said that not really knowing the history. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be such a complicated thing. That's funny. And it's like, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it's like, they're not going to sell back the rights to Sony now because they want to see how it does. Yeah. And if it does good, they're really not going to get it. But yeah. if it does shitty, Sony won't want to do it at all. But yeah. Heard, so. uh, Vin Diesel's also uh, possibly running his mouth about some Marvel stuff while he was on that. That's the that's junket. On, that's on my list. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that was yep. like the one thing I had for this week. <laughs> uh, he is also because he's like an executive producer on the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. He's already out there saying, "I will not allow this to be postponed in theaters." He's like, "We need, we need movies right now." <laughs> All um, right. So, so how many people subscribe to services that can watch while self-quarantined at home? Sure. Uh, (laughs) All right. In a a conversation about comic movies and this, Vin (laughs) Diesel accidentally says, (laughs) I am waiting and excited for my friend James Gunn to knock this next one out of the park. He took Suicide Squad and he's about to embark on it. Thor will also... The director talked to me about how Thor will incorporate some of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which will be very interesting. Nobody knows... Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> so several pregnant pauses. The pregnant pauses. He like kind of looks into a different direction. Like, oh, oh, I didn't shit. see the clip. I just read. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, watch the clip. Every so, pregnant pause. He's like looking over to the side, like racking his brain. Like, am I breaking an NDA right now? Shit, 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 shit. So yeah, he right, fucked finish up. Your thought, and we but know in the more Guardians vague than you were gonna say. Oh. But I always <laughs> assumed they were gonna be because the last time we see Thor, he gets on a ship and leaves the Guardians. They need. Yeah. To yeah. talk about and then that. There was another thing he said. Huh. Oh, I didn't get what? Uh, he said uh, in uh, uh, w- with regarding uh, Groot as a character, he's like, well, we've seen baby Groot, we've seen regular Groot, we've seen teenage adolescent Groot. All I have to say about Groot is, uh, is two words, Alpha Groot. Alpha Groot. Which people are like, well, that's not an official thing from the comics like a professor hulk kind of is but like so people are speculating now is alpha group mean that he's gonna have like an army of little groups with him or some kind of thing aggressive like maybe group we saw in guardians one was like old man group that's kind of chilled out yeah maybe alpha group's a dickhead (laughs) maybe alpha group's like an alpha dude yeah i'm group (laughs) hold my group uh I don't know. So, interesting. Yeah, people are now speculating on that. So I think that was, again, one of those things. I think it was the same interview because he's, like, again, like, sort of tur- turning his head to the side and he's like, all right, what can I, what can I say that'll be tantalizing but won't get me in, in any legal trouble? <laughs> things I never thought I'd say Vin Diesel is the new Tom Holland. Yup. Yeah, they're going to stop telling him stuff. Oh, they have to. I'm like, why the fuck would you need to? Why the fuck does Vin Diesel need a script to any Guardians of the Galaxy anything? Why? Well, I, I think, get. I think this is James Gunn's fault for telling him. Right. I get that, that it's very like, not an official Kevin Feige kind of thing. He goes to him and says, okay, this I am Groot. 
means this, and this is what you're releasing. This is the emotion mm-hmm. you want to put off. But you don't need this script for that. Hey, Vin Diesel, <laughs> this is a sad I am Gro- Groot. This is a happy I am Groot. This is a we are Groot. Uh, apparently, he has a version of the script with what Groot is actually saying translated for right. him we on the page. We don't fucking need him to have that. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would bet every dollar in my bank account that if you had him record the movie without the script and then gave him the script and had him re-record it, they would be the yeah. exact same I am Groot's. Every fucking dollar yeah. I have, my house, my car, my Lego collection, <laughs> he doesn't need this shit. Vin Diesel, keep your fucking mouth shut, dude. <laughs> Hashi agrees. He's coughing a storm out there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Vin Diesel. Last story of the night. <clears throat> Friend of the show, Stephen Lang, <laughs> who played Ike Clanton in uh, Tombstone. Yes. I just got a Tombstone pop, and I'm really excited about it. It's like a Target exclusive. Oh, and it's Doc nice. Holiday, like when he's like all drunked up and he's twirling around the cup and his nice. eyes are all red. Neither here nor there. Love fucking <laughs> Tombstone. Uh, and he also plays Cor- Colonel Korich in Avatar. Mm-hmm. Says that he expects Avatar 2 to be endgame sales. Wow. Which I. T- t- typically, sequels don't. Often, yeah, they don't off. I mean, there are examples of when they do, but I yeah, I like don't think it will. T two versus T one, sure. Which again, Captain America two over Captain America one. Yeah. But, uh, so for those that know don't know, uh, Avengers Endgame is the highest selling movie of all time. <laughs> yes. Uh, asterisk, <laughs> yeah. because they re released it with you know what ten extra minutes is that was that what it but was? I think it was like post credits. It was like. DVD bonus features in at the, the end of the credits in the theater. Yeah, so it's like to they like were so determined. I didn't get. Yeah, <laughs> so determined to get it. Yeah. So Avatar has two point seven nine zero billion, mm. and Endgame has two point seven nine seven billion. Mm. So that point zero zero seven billion. Yeah. Which I should be able to do the math on my head to how many millions that is. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Oh, it's 0.007 <laughs> I was billion. About something else. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I was just thinking. That was, uh, a, it was a very Drax thing was, to say. The, I was yeah, thinking about something yeah. else. Um, no, I, I remembered uh, hearing rumors that they might um, re-release the original Avatar, do like a short run in theaters to sort of whet everybody's appetite back up for the sequels. I was fucking hope. It's been so long. Yeah, and if that counts towards, if it's unchanged, does that count? Oh, And can they retake shit. it from Endgame? Because oh, if Endgame can do it as a technical re-release, sure. why not Avatar as well? So, And then they could <laughs> say, hey, here's a sequel to the highest selling movie of all time again. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because it's all going to the same pocket. Exactly. It's all a fucking scam. Yeah. It's, it's all Disney making money off of a feud with I, Disney. I <laughs> asked Stephen Lang to his face, how the fuck is your character alive? And he gave me the nicest smile and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> God, he just has the most intimidating, piercing blue eyes of any human being I've ever met. Uh, I'm going to say my call um, is that if they have the technology to make avatar bodies of Navi, they have the technology to make human avatars. And that why would you waste one of your best guys in his real body sending him on dangerous missions when you could just have his brain controlling another body so you don't think that was his real body if he's still alive 
that's my explanation that would work with the established rules. That is rules. so fucking interesting. Yeah. Like, maybe his whole thing about, like, oh, it scratched my head and I kind of like it. Yeah. Is because it's not my it's real like, head. It's like a, yeah, it's like an in-game skin that, you know, looks all sure. jacked up and awesome. But then why would you have him breathe oxygen? I'm so confused. I don't, I don't know. I like it. I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. I like that like that explanation. Uh, but he says expects him <laughs> to beat it. Uh, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I think they waited much, much too long. Yeah. But they're invested. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's three more fucking movies coming. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the upgrade of technology needs to be as staggering as it was in the era when the first one came out. For people to go, holy shit, this is a right. new mo- movie going experience. Sure. It must. Yeah. It absolutely must. <laughs> All right, you want to hear an interview? Yeah. All right, here's my interview with Owen Edgerton. Hi, everyone. Five by five with the movies here with Owen Edgerton. Owen, how the fuck are you? I'm great, Keith. How are you? Good. Let's talk about movies. Okay. I keep having you back because you're my favorite guest. Oh, my gosh. You, do, so, you tell that to all the guests. No, I just tell you. You can oh. listen to the show and I, I talk to everyone else. I do listen to the show. I tell everyone else, you're not as good as Owen. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard because you say we get nihilistic and talk about life and such. Yes. But uh, I'm feeling pretty shallow today. So Shallow? Mm-hmm. So no, no deep okay. thoughts today. That's cool. Yeah, we'll just okay. talk about pistachios mm. and... Shelled blood sh- sugars, blood sh- and- yeah, shelled or unshelled. Okay, so what is your preference? Well, I, I do, I, 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 there is, in my family, I eat a lot of pistachios. My family sure. demands that I have shelled, and because it slows me down. Gotcha. I, I used to actually, I used to own this old uh, Saab car, like a used yeah. Saab car, and I would eat pistachios in it all the time, and I just filled the the dash. I would just throw the pistachios, or I, I just had like a. A dashboard like a sandbox full of pistachios. Like how would your defroster work? It, this was an old sock. I don't okay. think it had a defroster. Okay, it wasn't got it. Heard. That kind of thing. But if it did, it would just give the fragrance of pistachios everywhere. Sure. But, but this today, I did go by Trader Joe's and I I treated myself. It feels right. like like an erotic thing. Sure. Of unshelled pistachios or shelled what, without the shells, naked yeah. pistachios. Sure. Just, just waiting for me. I feel like a shelled pistachio tastes worse than a shelled one. Oh, really? Yeah, like the maybe it's the ritual of like pulling the thing apart. I don't know. I just, There's something. It's true. Something to the ritual. I agree. Yeah, I it's agree. like you know cracking open a lobster shell. Yes. Yeah, something like that. It know. is very much. I mean, they the pistachios are the lobster of nuts. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's they should sell them like that. I yeah, don't know why. That's what I would do. Yeah. Are you affected by South by being canceled at all? Yeah, yeah. Actually, a couple of ways. So one thing uh, we were Master Pancake always does a show with Doug Benson. We do one of the Leprechaun movies. We've done okay. like all the Leprechaun movies. This was going to be the very last Leprechaun Returns. Mm-hmm. And actually, funny enough, the director of Leprechaun Returns has another Psycho Gorman, another film in this year's South by or did. Sure. So he, I think he was going to you know come join us and wow. introduce the movie. He might still be, be in town. We're actually going to still do Leprechaun. Okay. So, on, I don't know if when you, you 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 do these pretty fast. You post them pretty fast. This will be up tonight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there we go. Yep. St. Patrick's Day, March seventeenth, seven yep. p.m. at the Alamo. Nice. We'll be doing. Doug's coming in. We'll be yep. doing it. I think the director is going to be there too. So we'll be uh, mocking Leprechaun Returns. Uh, well, that's rad. I'm gonna have to get tickets to that. And then, so my daughter yeah. goes to Headwaters School. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she uh, she's. Uh, taught by this great woman Alex Chu and she makes short films she's a freshman and a film that she edited 
got into SoundFi, got into oh, the uh, no. Texas High School shorts program. She actually is she's fine. She's like, ah, I get nervous in situations like that. It's enough that I made it in. So she's feeling sure. she's feeling pretty okay about it. But can you still put the laurel on your film that says you know selection South by 2020? I, I'm sure you can. Yes, because you as soon as they announce it, you're allowed to start putting that laurel on things. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you hate public speaking, that might be the best situation I know, for you. Yeah. I got the laurel and I didn't have to say shit about my film. Yeah, and now she's like, she has a lot to do over spring break anyway. She's working on a, a Ben Folds musical, a musical oh, based cool. on the music of Ben Folds. Sure. She's calling it Zack and Sarah. It's pretty great. That's pretty rad. Yeah. I was trying to get Doug to, because all these South by shows got canceled to come do a show here so I could sneak him back onto this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he, what did he say? Uh, he said he was going to text me Monday, but uh-huh. it's Tuesday. Text him again. I, I, I'm i going to not poke the bear on this one. I'm going to I'm gonna let, I'll let him come to me. Poke the bear. Poke the bear. I like that expression. Poke the big uh, stoned bear. Mm. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Uh, I recently went and saw The Invisible Man because I saw you come out of it yes. and you were so excited about it. Yes, I was. And the last time you were here, we talked about how much you liked Universal, I like do. the the monster yeah. series, like the original one. So, what'd you think? I loved it. I mean, Lee, Lee Winnell, who, who wrote and directed it, is such a talented bastard. He's uh, he does so much with. Oh, his parents weren't married. <laughs> Not when they had him. <laughs> Got it. You know, I yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't use that term lightly. Sure, of course. I use yeah. it in a, just throw a word around the word bastard. Right. Uh, and he. So he made that movie. I think he made it for like seven million, and he did something so smart in that. It's like, well, listen, if it's an invisible man, you really don't need to see him. Sure. Like, you, it's okay to point the camera at a space where there's nothing. Right. And and let the audience just imagine, like, what's wait, wait, wait did I see something in the, that shadow? It's great. I thought the whole time that I, there were details I was probably missing. Yeah. Like there was stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the Invisible Man action figures they put out? Yes, that was very funny. A man, just an empty box. Yeah. Seven million they made that movie for. I'm pretty sure they made it for seven million. Good lord. Yeah. But he's very good at that. You know, he like upload. He made for very little money and just is able to sure. to make money go a long way. Uh, he's, he's super smart, very talented. I mean, of course, I guess his experience like with Saw and other films like that. He knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. And he's just got a great instinct for film. He's like, I think he's doing great stuff. I catch a lot of shit for my love of the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it had such good shades of that. Yeah. And it, like, almost where it could have been one. And yeah. you find out the whole time it was just people in suits. Right. But That's I, a good point. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of just, like, just wait and watch. Wait a and watch. A lot of wait and watch. Yeah. And it is tense. I'm it's just tense. tense the whole time. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, what it is is also in a in a cool way. What got me thinking was like, oh gosh, you have to trust the audience to bring along their anticipation and their mind to a film. Like, sure. trust them, and, and they'll live up to it. You know. I also feel like if you don't see it in the theater, it will not be near the same experience. That yeah. Because the fact that you're you're forced to sit and watch yeah, creates yeah, right. the tension. But if I had it on my TV at home and I'm, you know, cooking dinner or shelling pistachios in the background, I'm not going to get that same sort of anxiousness. Well, but, maybe you should think about how you watch movies at home. Uh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Maybe give it some respect. You don't need to go to church to pray, okay? <laughs> 
That's a good point. We talk about that. Also, we talk about a lot on this podcast uh, separating the art from the artist and the fact that I was kind of on the fence because Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist and that's kind of an evil organization. I see. I didn't know anything about that. I, and yeah. then you point out, like, would you not see a movie if there was a Catholic? And I'm like, well, that wouldn't matter to me. But typically, Catholicism maybe has some, you know, not shiny parts in its past. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so you got a point. Well, I mean, you know, it's, 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 there's no easy answer. I mean, do you watch right. Polanski movies? That we literally That's, talked about this last the week. The Polanski question. And I will not watch a Polanski movie yeah. because I feel like that, uh, uh, and we talk about how, like, when you have people that are abusers or a Weinstein or something like that, like, the more you watch their thing, the more creams you're giving them. You, you can't keep bringing them up in conversation, even though we keep doing it on this podcast. You keep Because it's it's giving them more clout. And to let them disappear is the worst thing you could do to them. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even like talking about Weinstein, like I was showing my kids uh, The Artist. Remember sure. the 2011 yeah. best film? And, of course, it comes up with that big old W from yeah. the Weinstein Company. Sure. Like, huh. And, of course, there's a bunch of fabulous films that were made under that banner. And I was like, yeah. well, gosh. You All know. the Kevin Smith films. And I love Kevin Smith films. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So many films. So many films. Uh, Tarantino films. Tarantino films. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a bunch. So, yeah. I mean, and, and it would, you know, it's, that, that's a bit different than, than like a Polanski situation. Where you're like, oh, Polanski. actually crafting and creating. Yeah. And not to mention just a self-admitted and then ran and won't be extradited. And, oh, did you see the thing at the Caesars where people got up and left after he got Best Director? No. Yeah, he just got Best Director at the Caesars yeah. last week. And yeah. so we had to, like the uh, one of the two leads from Portrait of a Lady of Fire. She got up and left, and then people started following suit. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. We said we were going to be shallow. That got deep. Let's go back to shallow oh, stuff. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you working on now? What's, uh, what's in, if you can talk about it, you might not. There's a bunch of deep stuff. So no, I can't even shallow. talk about it. What I'm working on is so deep. How deep is it? It's really deep. Books, film, TV? Tweets. I'm tweets. working on some tweets that are really going to make you think. I just started tweeting. <laughs> Did you? I just, I mean, I, I had the account, but uh, I do another show now uh, called The Picard. And it's an after show for Star Trek Picard. You do? Network. Yeah. And it's um because the guy that started the network is on it. It's. It's very, very popular. Yes. Like, so, like, there's people constantly tweeting about the show, and he always reads my Twitter. So now I have to, like, get on and, like, answer them and stuff. And oh, cool. I'm not good at Twitter yet. No. I don't, Twatter. Just, it's Twitter. It's Twitter. Uh, so, uh, tweeters? Twatters. Twanters. Twanters. Yes. I'm not good at twanting yet yeah. because the, the mechanics are new. <laughs> Yes. And I feel old, very old, because I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how this newfangled <laughs> thing works. Like, even though, you know, there are some, you know, ridiculously stupid people that maybe run a country uh, that know how to use Twitter. <laughs> and I specifically don't, but yeah, neither yeah. here nor there. Uh, that's what I'm doing. So you're working well, yeah, on tweets. That's very cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to start following that. I so want to watch the card. We're, we've been talking with whether we, we're taking our kids through next generation. Sweet. Uh, and yeah. we're like, all right. How, we're sort of moving our way. We found this great list of like, here are the essential ones. Yeah, of course. And yeah. so we're moving our way through uh, Next Generation, and we're wondering how far we need to get on that before we introduce them to Picard. Uh, do the movies before oh. we do Picard. Oh, really? Every Next Gen movie. Okay. They're so important. Oh, Have really? you been watching Picard? No, I haven't started watching it yet. I'm saving so it to watch with my kids. Okay. It Actually, is I'm jumping so in. good, but the, movie, right. like, the movies are essential. Okay, great. Well, I love the movies, so. That's great. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, but they, yeah, the Dan Benjamin who started this podcast network, uh, he just he his son, his twelve um, year old son, his he 
brought him through all on next gen and now they're watching the carton together and it's so interesting to watch young people because we, I take it for granted like I, when I was you know when yeah. I was growing up there was just always Star Trek and that for them to, to see it brand new. Uh, also, there's a lot of cursing and a lot of violence. In Picard? In Picard. Well, I so, that sounds great. I don't know if uh, uh, most people, like, kids are going to hear it anyway. Yeah. Might as well see it through some Oh, art. I say poop in front of the kids all you the time. You say poop? I say pee sometimes. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Do you ever say, call them bastards? I, uh, well, you know, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. That makes me happy. So you you literally can't talk about anything no, you're I working can, on. No, I can't. So uh, this, you know, it's been fun. I've been. Uh, don't do anything that's a secret. I won't do anything that's a secret. I'm working on some cool stuff that involves uh, um, possessions. I've been doing a lot of thinking about cool. that stuff sure. about uh, like things that devils. you own. And what now? Like things that you own. Yeah. Your possessions. <laughs> My possessions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been uh, uh, doing some. I, I have some cool stuff actually. It's been fun. I've been like a couple of screenplays, a couple of TV ideas in that world, and then doing some weird short stories, which has been really fun. Just some freaky okay. little short stories. Nice. Yeah, that's been a blast. Uh, and then some projects on the way. Uh, but you're right, I can't really go talk about them. I had much. a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Every time I feel like the, the darker you get, like the less I hear about you, the more I know you're working things in the background, <laughs> and then something big's gonna explode out. I and hope I feel so. like you're oh, like nothing. sitting on an egg yeah. right now. <laughs> That's what I feel like you're doing, and I feel like something's gonna explode out of that egg. Can you t- can you tell by the expression on my face that I'm sitting on an egg? Uh, yeah, but it looks like it broke. Oh, <laughs> so now I- it's just wet, and there's jagged pieces of shell just protruding right into your butthole. That's that's pretty much my day to day. All right. What uh? What's what's lighting your pants on fire lately? What are you binging? What oh. are you watching? What movie have you seen? Anything? You know, it's funny that you say lighting my pants on fire because uh, for years uh, <laughs> it is funny. I used to I used to like to take uh, lighter fluid at parties and put it on my crotch and light my crotch on fire. It's like a and late let it burn out part. real quick. Yeah. Sure. I'm like, oh no, I'm burning. Uh, it, it, don't do this by the way at home. Don't do it. It's, you can get injured. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I'm probably going to try it. But y- you okay, well, you know, <laughs> all right, it's up to you. Uh, but uh, my, my kids recently just found a picture of me doing it nice. at, at a party. And they're like, oh, my God, you really did do this, you stupid man. It's like a bottle of like Zippo fluid, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like when people used to pour it on their hands, their hand would be on fire. But you would specifically do the crotch. I would do the crotch. Now, has this ever backfired where it didn't go out automatically? There is. Uh, I made a video when I was used to do stuff for the group called Dad Labs. And, okay. and it was like a parenting website. Sure. And I made a whole uh, rock pop song about potty training. <laughs> sure. Poop, poop, potty. And the video's out there. And then it, when I was like going to set something on fire. I and it just kept on burning and it got like my jeans were all ripped and like the, all the tassels caught fire. And sure. I'm, they just kept filming me as I'm like rolling around in the field trying to get the fire off. I'm going to say you are probably the first person that I've ever spoken to in real life that has used stop, drop, and roll then. Oh, I did. I yeah. it went through my, I was like, like you were rolling. my head screamed, stop, drop, and roll. And I, was like, I did. Because that was burned into my head when I was a kid. Yeah. I never once had to stop, drop, and roll. I have stopped and dropped and rolled. I did fall into a fire pit one time. Oh, no. It was, uh, I was working at a restaurant, an Italian restaurant in Philadelphia, and we went across the street to another restaurant that had an outdoor fire pit. And we were all drinking, and someone had mentioned that maybe I was a little slow for being a big kid, not super limber. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm a ninja. And then I screamed the word ninja and tried to jump up onto the side of the fire pit, but missed. And I fell into the fire pit, which is funny. Keith! 
The funny part is not that I was in the fire pit, was how long it took me to get out. Because I'm just on my side trying to like fixate myself. I didn't know what was going on. And so my buddy Jay, who's about twice my size and super, super, you know, stout, just reached in with one hand and pulled me out. Said, F an idiot, and pulled me out. And my arm was just burnt to shit up and down. It was so interesting. Ouch. Interesting. But I didn't roll. If I had no, rolled, no. I would have gotten out of the fire pit because it was like a raised fire pit. You would have been, but you would have rolled into the fire. No, right? I was like, I mean, I, when I fell, I fell directly into the fire. Oh, I see. Had I rolled out because it was like level, it was like a, like a almost like a table with yeah, a fire oh, pit I see, in yeah. it. I would have been much better. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so sorry that happened. I'm not. Oh, it was great. Okay. Every once in a while, someone from my past will just send me a Facebook message. Just goes, Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time you burnt the shit out of yourself? <laughs> Also, I wasn't allowed to drink at that bar anymore. They said, hey, you can't come back. I said, that's fair. You, you weren't allowed to drink at that party? Yeah. You didn't no, like that go, bar. That they bar. They just said, oh, hey, yeah. you don't ever come back. You were so drunk, you went to the fire pit. Okay, well, fair enough. Good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good, good point. point. So let's see. What are the things that I'm... Um, uh, what are lighting your pants lighting on Lighting my parents on fire. That's right. That's how we got to this uh, right now. Um, man, that is a good question. I, I kind of like... You know, I've been jumping around on TV stuff because I, I was never very good about sure. watching TV, and now I'm going to try to be better about watching TV. That's a weird thing to aspire to. Yeah, it is, isn't <laughs> it? I mean, I'll tell you why. Uh, I was at a, a meeting. I was at Paramount. I was having a meeting at Paramount, and it right. was with this executive, and uh, it was a general, right? Just like, let's just meet. And sure. she's like, Owen, I'm a fan of yours. And I was like, oh, gosh, wow. thanks. I was like, yeah. And she said, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of your books, too. And she pointed over to her shelf. And sure enough, she had my, some of my books on my shelf. And Whoa. You know, not many people do. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> humbling. Cool. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about what you want to be doing. She's like, you ever thought about, like, writing for a TV show? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, like, I, I haven't really much, you know. Um, right. But I was like, I was like, actually, lately, yeah, I have been thinking about this. This was about a year and a half ago. Gotcha. I was like, I have been thinking about that. Uh, what would it be like to work on a TV show? I think it might be really cool. And she's like, cool. Well, like, what, what kind of show? What, what would be a show you'd want to work on? Like one of the shows that are on now. And I was like, oh. And then she's like, oh, oh, like, just tell me, what, what are the shows you're enjoying right now? Oh, you and didn't like, have an answer, oh. huh? It was 2018. I was like, uh, and then I said, Breaking Bad. Oh, <laughs> bummer! It was that was the that was it. I was halfway through Breaking Bad in sure. 2018, um, and she was like, I just didn't have any, and I could just see her face go, oh, okay, okay, all right, and I was like, uh oh, I've got to be. That's smart. a bummer, dude. So I got out of that meeting and I texted Felix Morgan, who right? you know, yep. and Felix sure. is this really smart writer and knows TV, and so she goes, okay, great, watch this. Watch this. Mm-hmm. Dip into this. Watch that. And so now I've been doing smarter about. She's that. trying to get me to watch so many shows that I just don't. I feel it's not because I don't have the time. Yeah. And I get sucked into like watching the same shit over and over yeah, again. Yeah. You know what the weirdest show I watch over and over again is? What's that? The Tudors. Oh you ever yeah. Ever watch The Tudors? No. Uh, it was on Showtime. It was just four seasons about uh, Henry VIII and yeah. his six wives and, and his teacher who comes over. What? His no, tutor? his tutor. Nice, solid. My, his my tutor. Yeah, you know, you say that, but his actual tutor is a main character. But oh. we're not, we're not gonna get into that. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's such a because it's so out of the realm of every, anything else I watch. But I watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, and I think I was probably a king in a past life because oh. I watch it and I go, I should have been a king. <laughs> I should have had servants. <laughs> Oh, wow. I want to get real, real fat and still have six wives. I'm halfway there. You know, we've been listening to the Henry VIII. There's a musical about the wives of Henry VIII. The, yeah. The, uh, well, 
what's it called six okay and it's really cool it's like it's Is almost it? like like the they're the, it's almost like all the girls have met formed the ex-wives have performed a, a made a girl band that's they're amazing like, yeah they're like the spice girls they put on this concert right telling their story considering half of them don't have heads that's incredible right yeah <laughs> You should. It's good. You should listen to it. Be uh, you'd you'd like it. I think. I saw someone the other day said that they should uh, change the name to "Fuck Mary Kill" to "Wed Bed Behead." Oh, like that's the opening song. Is like. Is it really? The, the opening song is divorced, beheaded, died. Oh. Divorce, beheaded, survived. Oh my God, that's fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty funny. Hell yeah. The other thing, this tell is me. not like this is not setting my pants on fire, but I feel I can tell you about this. Please, I, you know I don't. I, I mean, do people listen to the, your podcast? Uh, we have about four thousand listeners. I, honestly, so do we mean do people listen? I mean, is it, it besides bots and you? Yeah, I mean, we have at least three or four people. Yeah, yeah. Besides family. Okay, so I no. Go ahead. Okay. All right, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, so um, I uh, so. I, I, my name's Owen, right? right sure. So when I was a little kid, Star Wars came out. I was always forced to play Uncle Owen, right? Because I okay. was the only that Owen anyone in Texas okay. knew. Sure. And then, and then, Throw Mama from a Train came. And we, we never played Throw Mama from a Train. I would be like Owen. People would always say that to me in the halls. So okay. there was never, there was never Edgertons around. There's no characters at right. Edgerton. Taron Edgerton has done some good. Sure. But usually pe- people mispronounce my name. They don't know it. Right. And there's never like a character who I share a name with until right Hellraiser. Judgment, the tenth Hellraiser movie was just really? recently released. Oh, Did I you know had that? no idea. No, it seems like a lot of people missed it. Okay, but it has a, a, one of the main characters is Detective Catherine Edgerton. Okay, so I've I've been so you got something. I've been watching it. I've been watching. I mean, I say been watching it because I I keep watching it like late at night and I kind of fall asleep while watching. It. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm watching I'm watching uh, Hellraiser Judgment. Kind of nice. kind of digging it. All right, so all you bots out there listening, go watch <laughs> Hellraiser Judgment. So many people, I, I so many huh. pe- more people listen to your podcast than than my podcast. Yeah, but I feel like career wise, you're probably a little farther along than I am. <laughs> I mean, is podcast really your litmus test for how well someone's doing? Uh, is a podcast? I don't, you know, it, it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How your podcast is doing? I, my podcast uses the equipment that you generously loan. You're basically the sponsor. Oh, I'll take You're kind that. of the king of my podcast. Oh, I like that. Well, you can keep that equipment, and you can just say, this episode is brought to you by 5x5 Five Five at the Movies. Okay. Uh, done. Done. <laughs> done deal. <laughs> I'll say Keith Ruckus, specifically. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, there is a severe difference between this podcast that has, you know, four on occasion 5,000 listeners to the Picard one that has tens of thousands. Really? Uh, and the amount of feedback you get because I'm on there as like the quote unquote uh, expert on Star Trek. With yeah. the, uh, some people say encyclopedic because I'm basically autistic when it comes to Star Trek. Oh. Uh, but every once in a while I'll get something wrong and the emails we get are vicious yeah. sometimes. Like, we don't read them all on air because it's like, you dumb shit. Oh. The Sakarians were introduced in this episode of Star Trek Voyager, not this episode. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Sorry, everyone. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. I like it, though. That's... I really yeah. like it. Yeah. I like hate mail more than praise. Really? Yeah. Okay, I don't know we what kind a, of emails. We have a listener of this show called Brian who we check in with every week because he sent us one bad review. Yeah. And so I'm like, how am I doing this week, Brian? I've heard, I've heard you've talked yeah. Right. Uh, oh, you did listen to the show. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were making shit up. Oh no, no. It's it's, I, 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 it's curious though, right? Why is that that we we like? I 
that we respect people who insult us. Oh, I don't respect Brian. I'm oh. gonna prove him wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's I, good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, but I mean, isn't it a weird thing? Like, you show up at a party and there's a one person who's kind of like, oh man, the mad at me, and that's the person you want to please. Sure. Why is that? When I when I owned my coffee shop, you know, the Yelp reviews would get to me. Like, it it could be 37 good Yelp reviews in a day, and that one bad one, and I will fucking, I would ball my fist and shake me like. Fuck you, Karen from New York. Why don't you fucking stay there? Oh, see that that's not my reaction. Like my reaction is like would be like, Karen, I'm gonna uh, win you over. Come on, come on over and uh, let's you know. I really I want to be your friend. You know. Oh, uh, uh. Cause I don't know why I want because I want everyone to like me. I'm like I don't get okay. mad when they don't like me. I just get hurt. Oh, I get I'll get mad. That's why I could never do stand up comedy. Oh, really? If I did stand up, I went to a show at the Velveeta Room in Austin for the first yes. time a couple nights ago. And like the comic, like it was very, very enjoyable, and the comics were great. But I feel like it, it wasn't the kind of vibe in the club where everyone's guffawing and turn over themselves. Yeah. It's just like it's more like chuckling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and every comic, I, I pointed out like, oh, I guess tonight's not a good night. Um, but if I was a comic on stage and people weren't laughing at my, I would be like, fuck you, you don't get it, you're all stupid. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would be the yeah. worst, okay. angriest stand-up comedian. Because like you know. Funny thing, uh, mm-hmm. I I uh, I can I search on Twitter right. to see uh, to see like the names of my movies. Oh see, sure, yeah. See what people do it, and uh, and it's been really fun. Like Mercy Black is doing like it, it open on Netflix here in the states, but it, it keeps having like theatrical openings yeah, in, in Chile yeah. or Colombia, something like that, and that's really fun to watch. And people put pictures and of themselves at watching movies, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just this morning, someone on Twitter. <laughs> I shouldn't be searching. There's not no good is coming out of this. But someone said Mercy Black was dot 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 good question mark. <laughs> Actually, I enjoyed it, and I was like, "What is? What does that mean?" Like shockingly. Yeah, and so I I just like, and then I replied. I said, "Thanks." <laughs> and he, I, you know, he'd have he would have to kind of like go, "Who's that person who said thanks?" And go, right. "Oh, oh." oh. Uh, so he wrote back. He's like, "Oh, I just, you know, I, I you know, oh, I've yeah. been burned by Netflix horror movies." And uh, once, once it's not uh, anonymous anymore, once you see the person like checking out your stuff, yeah, yeah I could see him backtrack. Oh, it was great. It was the best horror movie Wait, I've ever seen in compl- my life. He complimented. It. He's like, really, he's like, I really liked your movie. I just wasn't expecting that from a. His name, by the way, is, uh, oh, dang it, Big Dick Daddy. His no, name no, no, is no. not Big, Big Dick. Sorry, Big Dick Bagel. Big di- Whoa! Okay, there is big, a big difference big between dick. Big Dick Daddy and Big Dick Bagel. <laughs> dick Bagel. Because I uh, I don't really have a dad, but I do love bagels. Oh, uh, so that's that. I mean, you're really saying something about yourself. Now, is he saying that the dick was so big the bagel doesn't fit around it? There's so many different ways, right? Is, does he make bagels? Is his name Richard? Is his dick so big he can make it in the shape of a of oh, a bagel? It could be that, or is it just has to do with the word you know, schmear? The uh, gross. Uh, the because uh, uh, you know when you, when you think about like Pete Holmes and shit or like the people with the, you know, the, the giant like um oh my god uh porn star the only Ron famous Jeremy? male thank you <laughs> that's the only famous male porn star uh, Ron Jeremy when your dick gets so big when it gets soft it does not get any uh, smaller anymore I don't I do not know this from experience okay, well, <laughs> not all, quite the opposite but. So, like, you basically have, like, this 14-inch flaccid dick in your pants. Wait, is this true? Yeah. How did you – where did you do this research about 
I used to, I mean, I, I'm big on dicks. Okay. Uh, so, but so you have this big soft, you know, it gets hard. But, then, but so you could shape it into different things you at 14 could, inches. You could make a bagel. You, you could, could make, make a bagel. Giraffe, you know. Wow. That is a lot. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. It is a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do we get on dicks? Uh, oh, Big Dick oh, Bagel. Yeah, Big Dick Bagel. Okay. Pretty sure that's his name. I complimented his name. Well, that's pretty fucking right. Yeah, yeah. I think right? we're friends now. I do. I get perverse pleasure from like putting something out in the universe and then seeing social media come back to it. Yeah. Like uh, I'm probably checking the reviews for both shows like every single day. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, a new review. I'm gonna read on the air, and everyone's gonna know how great I am. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'll read the negative ones too. But then I'll you know chastise the person. I see the ne- the negative ones are the ones that like stick in my head. What's the, the worst tweet you saw about Mercy Black? Ooh, I'm um, dying to know. Uh, oh, you know, this was actually, I think, an official review. Someone oh. called me soulless, I think. Uh, <laughs> that was... Shit. That was a bit hard. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, someone made a video talking about how much they just... I mean, they, they hated it. And uh, <laughs> they said, oh, I shouldn't be sharing this. Right. <laughs> but, oh, okay. uh, but they... Uh, they it was like, oh, my gosh, it's so wrong and everything. And they, they felt I was uh, exploiting... Um, you know the real sufferings of of like the the girls involved. Sure, in this. sure. And I was like, oh gosh, I, oh, I felt awful watching this video. But I only found the video because my brother emailed it to me. He's like, check hey, this out. Nice. <laughs> I was like, like, hate you get. Why would you send this to me? Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. I got a a really angry uh, message from someone who bought one of my poetry books one time. Yeah. And they said that uh, your life is as empty as your poetry, and the world <gasps> will forget you the moment you die. <gasps> and it was just so visceral hatred wow. but I, I remember printing it out and put it up on my wall in the little frame and I just I love that I got that from someone oh my gosh oh my god for someone to have read the book and be like I'm this angry about it that I hope the world forgets you yes Ooh. yes Ooh. well you know in the the uh, end of end of an affair uh, gosh why am I blanking on that writer's name uh, oh. anyway the, the book ended the affair is a beautiful uh-huh. novel and in, in it there is a character, this woman, who keeps crossing this one green park in England after World War II. And there's a guy who's raging against how bad the church is and God is a lie and Christianity has been a con on humanity and all these sure. different things. And at some point, she starts to kind of listen to him more and more and then has her own conversion experience where she becomes a Christian. And he's like, what, what? And she's like, I just can't believe anything that doesn't exist could inspire so much hatred. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that that, that struck me. I'm like, that's a really interesting thing. So, so like your framed note, which is so horrible, I was like... <laughs> Ignore that noise. <laughs> Fans of the show know that noise. Ignore it. Keep going. Does that mean we've gone too long? No, it means I started a new file and forgot to take off the ending noise. Oh. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and it was like this idea that like if your work... Can anything can it inspire that kind of response? Then, uh, then, then it's doing something. Oh, I love that. It, you know, it, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's something to that. Yeah, like you you want to make a you want to make a, make some ripples out there. Okay. I guess I guess the, maybe the the thing, uh, and you and I have talked about this before. The thing I'm I'm perhaps most frightened of in writing or filmmaking or maybe living is being safe. Sure. Really worried about yeah, being sure. safe, and there's always this desire, tendency, maybe even a gravitational pull. Uh, you know, I, I'm in my 40s, and like 
you know, safety is very nice. It feels comfortable. Yeah. And I, I, and again, I still want people to like me. I mean, right. more, I think m- more, the, the best part is wanting people to love you. Right. But, but I think, I think I would rather just be liked it by uh, everybody than loved by a few. Right. That, that's sort of what, I don't want that to be me. I want to be someone who's But if everyone loved. likes you, it probably means you're making things that are Fine. Fine. Everyone no, likes vanilla. Nothing that's right. Everyone yeah. likes vanilla. That's why so many Froyo places only offer it. Yes. So <laughs> you you want that as opposed to putting out something that might be polar. That is what I'm trying to get away from, though. Got like, it. I mean, not get away from because I don't think you don't want to be that. My right, writing sure. hasn't been that. Like, the number of books I've sold is evidence that not everyone likes. <laughs> sure. So, right. So, sure. But I, I I think like that's that's the the thing I, I constantly have to remind myself. The temptation is to be the flavor that everyone likes fine. That's the right. temptation. Uh, and I feel that a lot in Hollywood. Right. Of like, pull back, you know, shape yourself. Hey, make, make sure those seats in Kansas get filled. You know, like right. something that everyone likes. And it's like, gosh, you know what? Maybe uh, th- There's an opportunity for every one of us to be David Lynch. You know, to be sure. so fucking ourselves in such a weird mm-hmm. way that we put something in the world that is our personality and ripples and connects with other people's strange, weird, distinct personalities and makes that strange harmony. So I want to be that more, uh, but but I still have to battle. I still have to battle because sure. if I'm reading Yelp your reviews of, uh. <laughs> of my films, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I have to get used to some people not liking what I do. What's your Rotten Tomatoes score like? Oh, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. You know, I, I know on Bloodfest it was hovering. It would hover between at sixty, and the sixty is like the fresh or uh, right. not fresh. Oh, or whatever. what a fucking so it was going back and forth. What a cliffhanger! That sucks. So I wonder where it landed. Last time I looked, I'm pretty sure it was fresh. So I'm I'm scared now. Mercy Black, I think was like forty percent. Oh, that's absurd. I know. That's crazy. They should talk to that one person on Twitter. I'm going to look up Rotten Tomatoes right now for Bloodfest. Keep oh, talking. no. What are you going to tell me if it's gone down? You really are looking it up right now? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's hope. Let's hope 60, 60, 60, 60. Bloodfest. Yeah. It's not even on there. <laughs> They've just taken it, it down. I mean, we don't got to talk about it. It's, oh, uh, no. it's fine. That's fine. You got to tell me now. Oh, uh. Average user score forty three percent, and tomato meters fifty three percent. Fifty three, oh, it went down. But it says total count seventeen. I don't seventeen know what that, means. Is that reviewers. Seventeen reviewers, yeah, oh, certified. Well, fuck re- those people. Certified reviewers. Fuck well. them. <laughs> Look, I'm looking at. There's a lot of tomatoes. It's extremely gory horror comedy gleefully lives up to the name. There's some good ones on here. Okay, okay. Just close your damn computer. I can't because then I'll stop recording. Oh, right, then don't do that. <laughs> but it, there is something like as um, you know, um, uh, making the movies. I'm, I'm I'm still like learning like sure. making movies, and and one of the things that I I wrote uh, again and again in my notebook uh, over the last year was like you know deeper, stranger uh, to like I that's you know where I want to go like wilder, deeper, stranger, and like yeah. yeah, let me just sort of like explore those ways, which which I feel safer doing. In, on the page like I feel right. safer uh, like in a book or a short story um, but I I, I want to be able to bring some of that weirdness too uh, into film stuff so I'm, I'm enjoying that I'm enjoying that mm-hmm. sort of challenge 
uh, in that way and and looking up to people who I really admire and also hanging out with people I mean like you're a good example like, hey let's you know throw ideas out let's make books of poetry let's uh, you know let's thrive sure yeah what's the worst mistake you made while making a film so far the absolute <laughs> worst mistake you've done uh, we could even say career wise if you want um, oh what a great question um, I mean you know career wise and this might be a little bit of a silly answer but career wise it was any time um, I, I waited for permission Oh, yeah. that's a good answer. Yeah, anytime I waited for permission. And and that, that happened way too many times. Okay. Uh, and I think still does even. I think that's, what, again, the thing to sort of uh, remind myself is like you don't need permission to create the kind of stuff you want to do or start moving in that direction. Um, you know, um, and I'm trying to think, uh, w- it's a mistake I didn't make, which is kind of lame. But I, I would say maybe it was this one. It was while making Mercy Black. At some point, uh, we were we had a scene that was going to be Lee Eddy, so a great actress and someone mm-hmm. I really admire and have known for a long time. And she was going to have her head dunked underwater. Underwater, right. she was going to have this whole, whole big scene. And we were sort of talking about it. And we'd had the water tested. We kept on getting it tested to make sure right. if because we were having kids in that water and all these things. And we were just checking because there had been a lot of rain. The water was fine. We had to test it again. The water was fine. But then there was just like there was the that night there had been rain that day. And there was sort of just a little bit of worry of like, should we have... Lee's, you know, Lee's head underwater. What if there's some weird bacteria in this water and in this runoff? Sure. And we just weren't, weren't, we're just worried. And then the thought crossed my mind of like, yeah, but we would get the shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, we'll just get the shot. I can take that chance. And I was like, and my, you know, my stunt coordinator was like, no, let's, let's talk to her and tell her and give her the choice. I was like, oh, of course. Of course. Oh, but you let the stunt coordinator direct you? That's terrible. Oh, <laughs> that was the mistake. That's right, what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> no, it was like. And she was, said, I don't want to put my hands like, in her water. Well, we, yeah. And then we said, let's, great, let's not do it. And uh, it was just that moment of like going, well, you know, I, I, as a comic and as a performer, I'm so often like, I'll put myself in danger. I'll light my crotch on fire. I'll light my crotch. Yeah. I'll skateboard sure. on my, you know, hands and fall off the stage. Uh, and it was just that instant. It was like a, a brief thing of like, well, we could do. It. And I was like, wait, is, what am I thinking? Like that is, yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad that the stunt co- coordinator said, let's, let's just not, not do that. And but that would be the one thing that's just so important to remember that you're, when you're making a film, you're inviting all these people to work together to put everything of energy and talent and time and craft into creating this piece that you share together. Um, what you're not asking and what is so much your job is to no one to put themselves in harm's way. And I mean that psychologically. If she had gotten some sort of weird thing, she could, it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there wasn't a, this wasn't a huge dangerous situation. It right. was. There wasn't like this was was not a huge right. scary thing. But it was a reminder of like just that moment was like, oh, there is so much going on. There is so much like time. There's money. There's pressure. That it's that expectation. It is easy to forget the most valuable thing on set is the people around there. Like that, oh, that's we're easy. very different people. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> I've been like, dunk your head in that water. You want to get paid? Put your head in that water. 
I go to the Springs all the time. It's fine. <laughs> I do like Barton Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a hell of a lesson. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me another. That's a great question. That's a hard one. Yeah. Ask right. me another hard, hard one. Good one. Okay. Um, but it, if it's not good, I'm just going to. What, uh, if what you know now versus what you knew then, if you had to, if you could only give yourself one sentence when you start off your first directing experience, it can't be treat people right. Cause fuck that noise. Hmm. You get one sentence to tell young director Owen, what would you tell him? Don't be afraid to lose your temper. Oh, I cannot even imagine you kind of ticked off, let alone yeah. angry. Well, I, I can't fucking imagine that. So I, I don't. I, and my, uh, my producer, Seth Kaplan, so Seth and I have made three movies together that I wrote and directed and one that I mm-hmm. wrote. And, uh, and I, after, I think, my first one, or maybe it was my second one, I was like, at some point, it's like, what, give me, you know, what, what should I do to be a better director? And he goes, honestly, you could lose your temper a little more. You could okay. at some point say, hey, what the fuck? You're fucking up my movie. And I was like, I would never say that. He's like, yeah, you could though. And that like might- James Cameron and the cell phone, the nail gun. What, what did he do? Oh, uh, James Cameron said, if your phone goes off, he takes it. He takes a nail gun and nails it to the wall. <laughs> no, I don't think. I would, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. And you know, there's rumors about like some directors who purposely fire someone on the first day of filming sure. and stuff like that. And. Again, I don't. The idea of even saying my movie, that phrase itself. I can't like, even imagine what the, like like the lighting guy is not lighting quick enough, or like what what is there to get angry about? Oh, on set? Yeah. Oh, there's plenty to get angry about. Like what? Oh, well, like let's say you know that you said, okay, I, I'm working over here. We need to set up for this shot facing this direction, and you walk away, and they set up in the wrong direction. That costs you half an hour. Half an hour costs you scenes. Sure. It costs you setup that you won't be able to do. So when you get to the editing room, you won't have that shot. They send down a, a, the actor, and the actor is all set up, but they're wearing the costume from scene four when you're. Filming scene eight. Shit. Okay. uh, When um, a piece of prop was meant to be ready at that point, but for whatever reason wasn't ready. And everyone's doing their best. Everyone's trying and everything like that. And I think what the why I tell myself to do that is eventually the stress is gonna get to a point that you you will get mad at someone. And if you're been holding it in in such a way and uh, that that it's gonna come out in ways that you don't want it. So right. as a, a, sure. maybe it's like a little bit of a release. And it's also just a little bit like, damn it, people, let's be serious and do this. That is what I want more than in any to yell at someone or belittle someone. Never, I never want that because I don't think good performances or, and I don't mean just acting, but good work, I don't feel, is ever done by belittling someone. Belittling someone. I, I think that's bullshit. Okay. I think, I think you feed people respect and, and then you encourage them to go beyond what they thought they could do. Wow. See, I feel like I would get if, if if it called for a little belittling would probably motivate me. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is like if I'm talking to somebody, there, there there's sometimes when I have to say not good enough, and part of me as a people pleaser is like, hey, I see you tried. Hey, good job. Push a little more. And, right. and so as a the losing a temper is more like going, no, not good enough, not good enough, because it comes down to it. No one else is gonna do that for me. Like that's part of my job. Is sure. to, like if that shot wasn't good enough, then I say no, not good enough. Do it again. If uh, that art or whatever problems, like no, not good enough. Redo it. Uh, you know, being able to kind of like demand excellence, and if you don't demand excellence and push towards that, no one else is going to go above you to try it. 
So right. part of the job that I, I more and more have to learn, I really do, mm-hmm. is demanding excellence, pushing for excellence, trying to drag that project into excellence as much as you can. Because it turns out making any piece of art, a poem, a, a book, uh, a movie, a podcast, it's hard. And there are a number of different ways that it can just sort of float down to mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So easy that even things that have everyone tried their best and somehow doesn't achieve it. So you've just got to go for excellence. you got to go for excellence and be happy where you land. Damn. <laughs> All right. If you were going to make a movie yeah. and I was the lead, yeah. what would the movie be about? Life. Okay, good, life. <laughs> That's a great question. Would it be you as an actor yeah, or I mean, you just, as Keith? You, no, you're writing a movie. you got to cast me. What What would the movie be about? Keith, you told the story about when uh, you had just finished writing the collection of poetry mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that was born out of that breakup. Sure, yeah. And you were biking. The, co- the scootering, yeah. The scootering, that the is. The coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Describe yep. that once again. What happened? Oh, I was... <laughs> I had, um, I'd like emotionally dumped mm. the bulk of what would become my uh, ultimately the only successful book I wrote <laughs> um, at a coffee shop. I was there for hours and hours, and I got iced coffee to go, and it's hot, it's awesome in the summer. I'm on the scooter. I'm driving down the South Lamar Bridge, but a traffic is stuck on the bridge, and I pick up my iced coffee from my cup holder, and the pot tops off, and it pours iced coffee and curdle, and at this point now, because of the sun, curdling milk down my face, my beard, my shirt, into my shoes. So I threw my scooter like onto the ground, like knocked off a mirror like and I was just I threw the coffee cup I'm just screaming like why God why why today why is it always me why can't I have one nice thing or one hour where there's not a calamity of something falling or something I'm just screaming and I look to my right and there's the girl that had dumped me sitting in her car with the look of disgust on her face who I just finished writing hours and hours and hours about her awful terrible breakup that would be the movie oh that's a good movie yeah I yeah. like that yeah that's where it starts and then it goes on okay. to an incredible and it just gets worse sexual it's escapades just, oh, you're sure. just like that's what everyone wants to see <laughs> <laughs> it's a pornography uh, sure yeah you want to know what it's called what's it called big dick bagel. <laughs> big dick bagel is it big, right. dick bagel? big dick bagel it's a trilogy okay okay yeah. so was the first movie just called big and the second one's called Dick, and no. the third one's called Bagel, or is no, it Big Dick, Big Dagel, Big Dick Bagel Two? Big, we know this. Yeah, Big Dick Bagel Two Croissant. Okay, <laughs> I love croissants. That's great. Yeah, almost as much as I love bagels. Yeah, but you don't want also you don't want your genitalia to look like a croissant. I mean, maybe afterwards. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe like as, a, now I'm tired. It's kind of curled and buttery. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that'll happen. <laughs> Oh, that got weird. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. We, we tend to get weird. Yeah. I don't know what that last uh, now if, good would be. Okay, now the reverse. Okay. If you had to write and direct a movie, but then you also had to star. Like, you had to. You didn't have a choice. It was like, you do this or your career is over. Yeah. You must do this. What? I would love to do that. There's actually oh, two different projects that, that I've thought about. Like, Seth Kaplan and I have been talking about this one true story about a guy who got lost in Yosemite for... 40 days. What? He was on this uh, exposi- exposition ex- expedition uh, and a mapping expedition, and he was not like a, he like worked at a post office. He, right. he was kind he wasn't of weird an that he was out there. And basically, sure. he was with a bunch of guys, and they're uh, on horses, and they, they just kind of like were, you know, we'll meet up at camp, and we're just moving through the forest at the same time, and then he never came back. And they searched Oof. for him and searched for him, and then they kept on going. 
And they're like, we don't know. And he was out there for 40 days. He used his glasses to start fires. He got burned himself, kind of pulled a, a Keith Ruckus and rolled into the fire one nice. night. Uh, he like fought a, or Bobcat ran him up a tree. All these different things. This is like Castaway meets Revenant. Yes, yes, right. That's cool. Yeah, and so there, there, I've definitely been like talking. We've, we've sort of been like, what would that be? How would we make that? And I would love to play that role. Dude, yeah, uh, it's like someone who goes in the wilderness with a, a middling knowledge, but maybe doesn't really have a should has no right to be has out no there. right to yeah like, like yeah. yeah just but then of course finds that they do and I've been sort of playing with a genre that of, sounds like a great fucking movie well, thanks uh, the, the can I play one, the bobcat you can play the bobcat I'll do mocap mocap nice and then you guys can just CGI at the bobcat <laughs> it'd be like cats like the bear yeah. no I was thinking more like the bear and revenant but sure oh, like oh, cats yeah that bear and revenant was real that was not a real oh, bear okay okay, okay. Ridiculous. It's, it's not like Into the Wild. That's a real dog. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they CGI'd uh, Harrison Ford. They had 101 actual Dalmatians. <laughs> um, and the other one, I've been working on this, like, it's kind of a short story. Maybe it's a novel. I don't know. Maybe it's a novel. But I, I, mm-hmm. I'd like to, it'd be cool to have a film. And it's about this, like, uh, a writer who is, uh, like, just stuck like uh hasn't he's way way past deadline of delivering this book his whole personal life has kind of gone to shit and uh and he's like he's maybe middle-aged you know it's like oh, sure. i just don't have i'm not inspired anymore I don't, I don't have i've lost my muse and basically his agent says look you know how your favorite writer is this one fella who's like kind of this lovecraftian nice. uh kind of hermit Sure. Um, who had that cabin where he lived his last years. No one ever saw him. He just sort of said those books and finally mm-hmm. actually put a shotgun in his mouth in that cabin. Well, and, and he's like, yeah, he's my hero. I was like, well, I bought that cabin for you. Oh, there's something fucked up with that cabin, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So when he gets there, at first he's like, he can't quite write, but then he wakes up in the night and he hears clicking. And then oh. he says pages. And some, basically he meets his dark muse. Oh, fucking yeah. cool! So, uh, so I've been working on that too, and that's another thing I'd like. I'd love to play that. Love that's play that. rad. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice. yeah. So really, basically, dis- disturbed uh, uh, short men in in their forties, sure. who are are tortured and and then discover. Well, I don't know what they discover. Something about themselves, apparently. Something about themselves, in a good way or a bad way. Yeah, you go through the wilderness, man. Things happen. There's good stuff. Well, rad. Yeah. All right. Well, before we end this, uh, where can people find you? Oh, yeah. And updates well, on you. I'm on the Twitter at Twinter. Uh, Twinter. Right. At uh, Owen underscore Edgerton. That's uh, E G E R T O N. And I'm on the Facebook and I'm on the Instagram. Sure. And uh, I'm not very good at any of those, but I, I do. Same. I am there. I am there. Sure. And uh, I take the Facebook page for this podcast and I just put memes from Star Wars Episode 3. Perfect. It's the only thing I put on there. <laughs> I, have no, I don't know why I do it. There's like 40 people that follow it, but out of 4,000 listeners, but that's what I do. Great. All right. Well, I'll, I'll follow that. Yeah. It's, it's the best of the first three. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Sure. Um, and then you can see, let's see, you can see uh, Bloodfest is like on Rooster Teeth. It's on Showtime. Um, and Ooh. it's out there in the world. Yeah. Uh, that's really nice. And then Mercy Black is 
I think it's playing theatrically and it opens in Colombia this week. For our Colombian and, listeners. And in Chile next month. Chilean listeners. Mm-hmm. They catch that. And then you can, of course, get, see it on uh, Netflix here in right. the States. Yeah. Now, on, in other countries, is it on their Netflix before it's released? No, no. I think um, it had, a, from what I understand, they had a United States Netflix release. And then it's had theatrical, had a lot of theatrical in, in Latin and South America. Uh, and it's still doing that. And then I think in England and the UK, like in the UK and Ireland, it had digital. Uh, I'm not, oh, maybe a little theatrical. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So if you were in another country and wanted to steal it, you could use one of those IP blockers. Yeah. What are you saying? I, not, if, You're if encouraging I didn't, theft? If, if I didn't want you to get like the couple dollars from each movie <laughs> ticket. Uh, those, those dollars? Pay, pay for my if ch- I went, children's if I'm just like, Look, if you care more about the art than the money. <laughs> How do we steal this film? I'm just kidding. Of course, go buy a ticket. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, no, you can watch it. This is the um, year, by the way, Keith, and you yeah. can hold me to it. Uh, 2020, I, I do want to make money. I've, got, I've gotten This is the year you're going to make money? Year. Yeah. Oh, I've, you're not going to sell pistachio for the rest of your life once you get that money. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> They're all shelled from that point shelled. on. Just all shelled. Just there. Ah, just in a bowl. I'll have that, a bowl That of is your, your litmus test for wealth and doing well. Is yeah. How often do you need to shell your own nuts? Wow. <laughs> That's good. Now I'll know because I never know. Yeah. Like what? What determines success? How do you know success? Now if I'll you know. never have to pay for the pistachios that the shell is still on them, that's yeah. how you know. But you know, when I get to that point, if tell I, me. Then I'm just gonna I'm gonna still get those shell those the pistachios with shells. Why? Because I want to experience the common man. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. You want to stay grounded. I want to stay grounded. I wanna, you wouldn't I have an remember. assistant that does it for you. I know. <laughs> you In fact, I would buy shelled ones that have been unshelled. And have an assistant who re-glued <laughs> shells, shells around them. On. Then I would break them. So what I'm doing is that way I'm supporting industry, right? And, and employing small someone, business, small yeah, business, sure. And uh, and also remembering where I came from. Sure. What would you call this company? <laughs> for the shell of it. Ah, oh, it's a good name <laughs> yeah. for the shell of it. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you, Owen, for being here. Thank you, Keith, for having another me. amazing interview. Well. And that was my interview with Owen Edgerton. What a great guy. What a guy. Big Dick Bagel. Big Dick Bagel. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you so much, Owen, for being a uh, guest on the show. Thank you, Dan, for co-hosting. Yeah. Thank you to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. If your name is Brian, tweet us and let us know what you're up to. Yeah. Email us oh, at five we get competing five... Brian's. Oh, what if we did have multiple <laughs> Brian's? I like that. <laughs> five by five film at gmail.com. If with any questions, concerns, or criticisms, find us on Facebook at five by five of the movies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire five by five network. We'll see you next week with another five by five of the movies. Roll credits. Roll credits.